What a wonderful run. I had rundown. to drive all the way out here for a start. So, oh. you know, got your passport through the machine. Yep. So what you're saying? You, know, you, you should gonna, put an e gate. You should put an e gate. You're going to spend thousands of dollars at Star Wars. Right? <laughs> Come on, saying. mate. Well, next time I'm in the US, mm-hmm. I have. I'm definitely going to visit Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, the new the new area of Disneyland. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's a uh, lot of stuff to to do and a lot of stuff to buy. <sighs> well, what could, so what could bi- you possibly no, need? No, the big attraction. What could you possibly need? I'll tell you now. The big attraction of it is that there's a section where you can make your own lightsaber, so that you put it all together, and it's it's very it's a unique lightsaber that you can make yourself. And they add the blade and everything, and it's an experience. Plus, there are other collector lightsabers that you can only buy from Disneyland. Now that Lucasfilm is owned by Disney, it's the only place where you can buy these things. So yeah, the only place. Well, it's, they only sell these special editions, special packaging, special versions of the lightsabers mm. at Disneyland. How many lightsabers you got? About eight. No, I think nine I've got. And how many hands have you got? Only two. Right. Yeah, but they're, they're collectors. You collect them. And I've got a lot of, like, the, the ones you see on the wall, that's only some of them. Mm. I've got others in the cabinets as well, just the just the um, the hilts without the blades in them. Well, the blades obviously come out. When you, no, no, well, when you summon one, them. My ones don't come out. They're not real? Like no. <laughs> They're not real. <laughs> you know Star I Wars I wish they were real. I'd, not I'd, real. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh. I thought that was like, you, a, that, the, Star Wars was like an ancient history at Disneyland may ruin your head because it may feel no, more well, real than ever. I'll, I'm going to tell you this now. All right? Okay. Yep. They've got a life-size version Millennium of the Falcon. Falcon. Mm. And I, I'm I'm unashamedly going to say this, okay? I might be I might that might make me cry looking at that thing in person. <laughs> It'll bring tears to my eyes. Glad you said cry. It'll bring tears to my eyes. Really? Absolutely. Yes. You don't understand how close I am. My fandom of Star Wars is is runs deep. I've got a fair idea. <laughs> I've got a fair idea. Did you want to do a show today? That's what I'm here for. <laughs> oh, ah, come on, mate. Thanks here. for coming all this way. <laughs> All right, um, three ninety four. Welcome to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Not a bad price. With Trevor Long from EFTM.com. Really handy device. And Stephen Fennec that's from techguide.com.au. Oh, too early, too early. That's cut, us. You cut off Bill. What techguide.com.au. Are you doing? Okay, did you get it now? Yes. As if yes. no one doesn't know where you're from. You never talked over when he said EFTM, did well, you? Well, swap, get him to swap it around and I probably okay, will accidentally. Yeah, right. I told him, I said, mate, when you record it, Put Trevor first. I'll never hear the end of it if you don't. That's what I said. <laughs> I just don't want the I'm aggravation. La- just I'm do it. Just I'm do laughing it like that, because please. I 100% believe that to be true. <laughs> I said, just leave it like that, please. I don't can't. I just don't need any any like that, like that in my life. It's bad enough me having to put up with you whinging about coming up to this part yeah. of the city. <laughs> let alone it was a pleasant whinging. drive, mate. Oh, the, yeah. the car did all the work, mate. I just sat there. Episode 394 of Two Blokes Talking Tech, all the uh, tech news and information and reviews that we believe to be most pertinent for the week, uh, given the many, many out, minute, seconds of preparation we put into the show. Yes, seconds uh, of preparation. I mean, minutes is probably stretching it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but it is based on what we've been covering for the whole week. Understand. So I mean, that, if you visit techguide.com.au throughout the week. Yes, and, and, I mean, and EFTM. Oh, I'm just trying to help, mate. I'm just trying to help. <laughs> uh, and it is episode 394, and thanks to the good people at Uniden and Netgear. Uh, let's get cracking. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. So, Stephen, what about 
the controversy this week. Uh, I think it was ITY first reported this. Uh, that that that, and the headline is NBN considering Netflix tax to crack a headline. Got my attention. Like a cracker headline. Got my attention. And this is it's based in in a whole amount of uh, truth in that it's not something someone made up. Uh, NBN have been uh, discussing future pricing arrangements uh, confidentially, although not quite confidentially enough, uh, with the RSPs, the retail service providers. So your Telstra's, your Optus, your Vodafone's, your Aussie Broadband's, your MyRepublic's, all those people, all their executives would be involved in conversations about how to price the NBN uh, best to ensure that people are on the high speeds, that they get the best yeah. revenue, all those kind of things. Yeah. One of the questions within this paper, which we don't know how many questions there were, we don't know how, much, how long the paper is, but very clearly one of the questions was along the lines of uh, if we had a, a tax or, or an additional cost on streamed data, streaming data, uh, would that be a, an additional cost you would pass on to your customers? Essentially saying, basically, if we could determine how much uh, of the usage of an individual user was Netflix, YouTube, whatever, would you be prepared to? Would you be willing to? Or would you care to? Let me read it to you. Pass it on. It said, would your organisation support the development of a price response whereby charging of streaming video could be differentiated from the charging of other traffic slash services? Yeah. Would your organisation be likely, and I, don't, I didn't even think this was a word, be likely to productize yeah, which means turn, such a mechanism, turn such a such a charge into a product if developed by NBN. And I thought about how this would be realized for the productized version for a customer. It might be that you go, well, do you want a flat cost or do you want a streaming uh, uh, like a bundle so that yeah. you could say, oh, I'll pay ten bucks to get unlimited streaming or whatever. Okay. And mate, the obvious outrage here is uh, uh, along the lines of net neutrality. Uh, every of bit of data should they be the same. They can't tell you how to use the internet. Correct. Um, and, and it's the same people, it's the same argument uh, among people who you know, are outraged by the idea of a telco slowing or speeding I different so services. I have so many issues with this. Really? Did I you? had to check the calendar that, to see that it wasn't April the 1st for a start. Mm. Okay. Now, you'd think that the internet, like everything else, improves. Like you've, your first smartphone you bought, Compared to the one you bought today, there's a massive difference. Yeah. That's called progress. Yes. And you pay for that progress. Sure. With the case of the NBN, taxpayers' money, $51 billion of our money, made this network. Yep. My argument in my story, there are several, but uh, uh, before Netflix, pre-Netflix pre and pre-NBN, the internet worked great. It was fantastic. So take away Netflix and the internet's fine. So this this to me appears that we've just spent $51 billion to charge you to use Netflix. I assume that building a $51 billion network would mean I could use it however I want to get all the, all the speed that I need to use however I want. So now that we're suddenly, because of the progress of the internet, we can manage now to stream content, they're going to try to clip the ticket. So it'd be like it'd be like Apple saying to you, you you know when you use your phone, if you unless you if if you do anything else apart from using Instagram and Facebook, the second you use YouTube, we're going to charge you more. Telstra or Vodafone say, you know what, your your bill's going to be twenty percent higher if you use YouTube. So, the, and and the other problem for me is that where does it stop? Hmm. Netflix, 
Apple TV. We're going to get Disney Plus, YouTube. YouTube. Facebook videos. FaceTime videos. Uh. So you could be FaceTiming someone. That's streaming video. Where do, where do you draw the line? So it, it's we're already there's customers saying, you know what? Why don't they spend rather than trying to get more money off the customer, let's let's get it right first, finish it first, make sure it's working how the customers want, and then we're good. Just, supposedly the what they did, what they sold us as the the network of the future is shouldn't cost us more to use it in a certain way. And let's be clear, this ain't going to happen. I, I like, know it's, it's just, not. I know like, it's, it's not, not going to well, make it past. It wouldn't have yeah. made it past the next stage of this consultation, right? No. There's not a single internet provider. There might have been, you know, there might be some, but there's there's no way this would have made it past the next hurdle. No, I, I, so they I shot agree. themselves in the foot. They literally yeah. some the the people that came up with this idea yeah. and thought it was smart to put it in, even if it's confidential, mate. We all know how the world works. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just never going to stay that way. This could never make it to market because they could have foreseen these headlines. Uh, Absolutely, look, I understand the sentiment behind it. Let's yes. face it, right. Streaming video is the biggest bandwidth hog of the. That's why your internet slows down at seven thirty every night. Yeah, a little bit or whoever. They say the reason they word typical evening speeds was invented was because everyone watches Netflix at the same time. Yeah. So, the the you'd think that with the 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 quality of the network that 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 they claim to have that it can handle this. So hear me out. Okay. I just want to say, yeah. should we not be giving some thought to our Netflix tax? Okay, now, how... Give it, give it some thought. How that is uh, productized or by <laughs> whom... I don't reckon that's a word, ...is a completely way. separate question, right? <clears throat> so I don't believe that it should be the responsibility of the NBN to inflict a Netflix tax upon anyone. But we have to agree, and you've already said this, that streaming data takes up a huge percentage. It's something like 40 to 60% of the internet traffic is streaming. So what is that? what effect is that having on people doing other things? And what effect is that having on the need to invest in infrastructure, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if, if the... I would have preferred... <coughs> that, hang on, just uh, hang the, on a minute. Let me just pull you up for a second. Investing in infrastructure. Yeah, well, so... That's what they've done. No, no, but... but That's no, what they're doing. But, but they've always said, always said... That things like fiber to the home, sorry, um, fiber to the node, yeah. uh, the fixed wireless network, and satellite. You got to remember, yeah. there's there's shitloads of people yeah. using internet via satellite, and mm-hmm. th- that's not a great experience. So what is happening? How are we upgrading that for people? Mm-hmm. We are lucky. Okay, you've got fiber to the curb. I got high HFC. Bowen's got buddy fiber to the home. We're, there's a lot of lucky mm-hmm. people with yeah. great internet. Mine then works fine. <clears throat> My NBN, I'm very happy with it. Correct, and yep. and the. There's basically no need to upgrade yours, probably for five to ten years. Okay. Yep. So let's be clear. Yep. But the people on fibre to the node, um, yep. who do need an upgrade path, there needs to be a plan. So the next phase of the build has to be, you know, some form of upgrade path there, which will probably be taking FTTC curb yep. up to them. How's that being paid for, right? Now, no one is going to let the government fund that, right? So how are we going to fund it? And if the bulk of the usage of the internet is streaming, mm-hmm. why aren't we having a conversation about Netflix and Stan and YouTube paying for it? Now, hear me out. To to transmit television pictures over the air into my TV, to transmit radio signal that we, we appear on into radios, yeah. television stations and radio stations pay 
They used to pay a license fee. That's been dramatically reduced because of the net, the, the competition. But they now pay transmitter tax. Yeah. It's not as much as it used to be, but it is millions and millions of dollars a year. But they don't charge people to watch TV, though. No, but they pay it's ads. Free. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Well, you watch an ad, and you, I don't pay any more money to watch one channel over the other. No, but it's always been this way, right? Yeah. Since day they dot... They monetise it with advertising. Correct. Of Since course. day dot... Yeah, of course. Okay, television and radio has, has paid yep. a fee. It, it's sometimes a percentage of revenue, right? So that's actually based on how much money they make. That, that exists today. And the reason I do have a bit of a bugbear about this is because Netflix, YouTube, Stan, they are completely ungoverned. Completely ungoverned. Yet they can come in and create this huge load on our internet, which has been funded by us as individuals. Yeah, but that's the, Mate, but they that's don't have the, ratings. They don't have, uh, they don't have parental <laughs> controls. My kids, I can happily sit my kids in front of the television <laughs> until 8 o'clock at night. They're not going to see tits and bums. They're not going to hear yeah, swearing, I right? No, I understand. But they can get on the internet but you, but, and see the most crude things without but, any filter. But that's the price of progress. No, like, it's I'll, not. I'll, I'll give, why? I'll give why? you an example. I'll tell you why. Because you just mentioned, hang on, Netflix come along and Stan come along and totally change everything. I'll give you an example. Look at Uber, what Uber did. Mm. Uber came and just disrupted everything. And the government put right? a t- put a t- no, put a tax well, on it. But 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 to, just, uh, still to a well, levy. No, but for the taxi drivers. Yeah. Okay, but it, but I'm just, my 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 reason for that men- example is that just the sheer disruption is what Netflix did. Totally. What Uber did. So, but their whole why, business but model is should... based on owning content, selling content, and having nothing to do with the delivery okay. of it. No, but, the, but nothing the, the, at all. But why should why should Australians who have already funded the NBN pay for that dis- disruption? Why should we have to foot the bill even further? For a company that took advantage of that disruption, and this why, is why, why should I pay that bill? This is why it will never happen because yeah. you, Stephen Fennick, do not want to pay that bill. But I give you a gold platter guarantee: if you were getting twenty-five meg on fibre to the node, you'd want everyone in the country paying that t- char- charging yeah. and paying an extra dollar to Netflix. Like Stan's yeah, costing me seventeen bucks now. If it's seventeen dollars ten, I couldn't give a rat's. Yeah, me neither. Right, but, but look, I, I think that just the. If, if 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 that was the case, right? I think they could have gone out, out about it a better way. I, I think this has kind of leaked. Someone's leaked this. Oh, obviously, yeah. And so I, I think that if, if that was the case, where they just sort of shiftlessly put it up a few a few bucks, if Optus turned around to me and said, "Listen, I'll, your your internet's going to go up by five bucks a month," and just said nothing more, yeah, I would say, "Okay, that's just inflation." Well, that was never going to happen. Okay, which is why it has to be a transparent conversation. Well, I understand, but and that's why I believe yeah. the end user shouldn't be directly like, like the internet user should not be required to pay okay i don't believe well, this should be come through the nbn you shouldn't have to pay I, for how you use a service no 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 i'm not, hear yeah. me out you're not listening yeah. i don't believe the nbn the internet provider or anyone should be passing on that cost i believe that stan netflix youtube should be required so if I, if you're a youtube red subscriber or premium whatever the hell they're calling it now like should it should be an extra 50 cents and that money should go to the government to fund uh, so internet improve, infrastructure. So you to continue the improvement of internet so infrastructure. So fibre to the node, obviously, is the places that need improvement. You're fixed you know, wireless, fibre to the node, satellite. Another thing, this is this is going to... The do other effect do you this think, is going to... Yeah, do you no, see that? I agree, of course. And, 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 I, and you hear, I hear from our readers and listeners who are 
who are struggling on, on Fibre to the Know that want something better. Correct. Right? Netflix have put their Absolutely. prices up before, so stand. Yeah, understand. Put your price up, and everyone's got to do yeah. it, so there's uniformity as well, yeah. or they're absorbing it, which they're not going to do. If everyone puts yeah. their price up 50, if there is actually 2 million, 10, whatever, subscribers, look, it's not a lot of money, but across the across the course of a year, across the course of five years, it's it's a good yeah. amount of money to assist with the infrastructure development. But i tell you what this is going to do. The effect this is going to have, it's going to play right into the telco's hands. Yeah, because why? 5G will be, everyone will think, well, stuff that, I'm just going to go 5G. I just, mate... I'm no, almost sick of that argument, well, though. But why? Why doesn't? Why doesn't the government? Okay, five five G is going to be used. Like Optus are really pushing the broadband side of five G. Yeah, offering I think seventy bucks a month, unlimited data, minimum speed fifty megabits per second. That is music to a fibre to the node uh, and uh, a disgruntled fibre to the node customers' yep. ears. They're thinking, 100%. get me that every day of the week. But that's what I want. Take the fibre to the node customers and overlay them in areas that are going to get 5G in the even foreseeable future of yeah. two to three years, yeah. and it, there's no overlap, mate. That's the problem. Yeah. The fibre to the node customers are probably, I would almost bet, in areas that are not urgently... If, well, actually, we've talked about this. Optus would be smart to make those priority areas. Yeah, absolutely. But my mum's getting internet via satellite. Yeah. It's never going to change because Telstra ain't putting 5G near her, yeah. ever. Like, it just won't happen. And how, what sort of speeds did she get there? She's 25 and 5. And the reason she thinks it's amazing is because she used to get 2. <laughs> yeah, and this, exactly. uh, again, yeah. I bang on too much about the NBN, but the people that are getting NBN, it, by any method, mm. any method, are getting a better speed than they were before. Even uh, cable, because yeah, your yeah. upload speeds are quadrupled. Yeah, and upload again, speeds definitely mate, improved. I was, you yeah. know, I, I, we did a story today for the Today Show, a tape story, we'll be on next week, and it wasn't even related to NBN. But we were at, Jonesy's house, Brendan Jones from WSFM, right? And we were just doing this whole thing, and then he just was complaining about his internet. Bad internet, it's rubbish. I said, have you got the NBN? He goes, we just got it, it's just as bad. I went, oh, that's, like, that, I hate hearing that because I'm like, oh, God. You know, I'm nervously going, I bet you it's not, right? That's what I say. Because you know what Telstra did? They gave him a tablet and a SIM card because that would solve his problem so he can get the internet that way. You know what? Come to his house and you'll find out what I did. Stand next to the modem, 100 meg down, 40 meg up, or give, give or take, right? Go to the lounge room, seven. It's, I said, mate, you need an Orbi. It's Wi-Fi. Yeah, it's Wi-Fi. That's all it is. Yeah. He's got this brand spanking new Telstra fancy 4G yeah. backup modem, which gives rubbish Wi-Fi. Well, I'll give you the, well, my parents have that same modem. I don't, we might have mentioned this in a few few weeks ago, but my, my dad, who says, oh, your internet's not working, <laughs> and I taught him, I said, look, do I'll show you, I'll, I'll install this app on your phone, do a speed test. Yeah. Uh, he did a speed test. He goes, it's 0.1 megabit per second. Is that good? I said, no, it's not. Not really. But I said, haven't you got your smart modem? You know how the Telstra's got the 4G SIM? He's got the smart yeah. modem backup, yeah. right? And I said, Isn't it, shouldn't that be better? And he says, that, that's the speed. And I, and, I, and I contacted Telstra and I said, how come the smart modem doesn't take over? He goes, the smart modem will only take over when the speed zero. is zero. I said, it's a, and you call that a smart modem, do you? Yeah. So I said, what do you do? Un- I, he said, unplug unplug the modem so that the modem's not getting any coverage. Yes. Then the smart modem mm. kicks in. Yes. But then they told him that he's got, now that it's re- he had water in the in the HFC thing and, and he <coughs> now they've fixed it up, but it's, mate, it's just it's such a smart modem. But anyway, you've there, sorted him out, haven't there, you? There will not be a Netflix What's tax his house like, on NBN. What's oh, his house like? Beautiful. Nice. Yeah. Uh, where, did, the, where does he live? Down in the... What, so, what area? I don't know. Literally, don't know the <laughs> literally, the complete opposite end of the city to me. Aha. Uh-huh. Cronulla. Uh, okay. Just try me. Yeah. Okay. I, was, uh, I, was, man, I, I had to refuel. <laughs> and you think... No, no, I think this trip was bad. So, yeah. You had to refuel. 
Okay. You would have had to hit the supercharger if you're driving my car. Yeah. I um. Okay. So let me be clear because people misinterpret, but there will not be a Netflix tax via, tax via no, internet provider or, or the NBN. No. Uh, it was a discussion paper. It was a stupid thing to put in discussion paper. It won't happen. But I, I do believe, and I'd be interested in people's views. Hit us up on Twitter, at Stephen Fennick, at Trevor Long. I've got one do more Do you question. think there's any responsibility on the streaming companies? Yes, to play a role yeah, in maybe, the infrastructure. Maybe, but you mentioned something earlier about the improvements that are needed to fibre to the node yep. areas, right? Yep. And let's be clear that, that the original plan was to have fibre to every single house in Australia, yep, 100%. which would have cost four times more than what they paid. Without right? question. <laughs> Malcolm Turnbull put the, put the brakes when they got in government yep. and thought, geez, what are we going to do? And the, he, it was his idea to have the, the technology mix or whatever mm. they called it. Multi-technology mix. So what... what so you, you, you mentioned earlier, should it, the government's not going to spend any more money in those areas? They're not going to dedicate any the, more budget? I can't imagine a government getting approval, both in Parliament and in the eyes of the public. Well, I, I don't know if you know this it. off the top of your head, but there would, how many areas of fibre to the node? Like, uh, is I think that it's, the bulk of the NBN now? No, well, it used to be, but because they, they switched so many to fibre to the curb, it's, it's not yeah. anymore. But I, I, I think it might be three million homes. Like, wow. it's a lot. So it'll, it'll be a few billion to get them fibre yes. to the curb. No, but, but but a couple of things. It does Their, their next upgrade path does not have to be fibre to the curb. The next upgrade path is a, a next level of VDSL, the next level of mm. node technology. Didn't it's just an tests? upgrade. So it's an upgrade to the node, which, yeah, right. which could provide better speeds. Okay. So without, so them, without doing anything at home, there's just a better... Technology over copper, over copper. Done, oh, didn't they do tests where they, they achieve like three hundred megabits per second over copper? Yeah, that's uh, all possible, but it, yeah. you know it does require good copper and it does require the right yeah. technology. It's like the HFC network; they've done tests getting three hundred. They've done tests getting a gigabit, but again, you've got to upgrade parts of it to do that. So yeah, the next path will be upgrading the nodes, and then yeah. and then there'll be the consideration. And I think it'll be based on load and usage and users. You know, if your street is packed full of people spending on the 100 slash 40 plan, you're a big chance of getting a fibre to the curb upgrade, I reckon. Yeah. Well, I've got fibre to the curb. I'm happy. Yeah. I've got 100, 100 down, 40 up, and that normally works typically as well, that was the thing 93, with, That was the thing with Jonesy today. I was like, yeah. oh, I, I nervously went, oh, okay. And I went, it was fibre, FTTC. I could see the little uh, yeah, NTD right. box. It was you got a little, fibre to the yeah, curb. connection box in the modem. Yeah. And I just went, mate, I'm confident this speed test is going to so be. This is a story on Today Show next week, is it? No, no, it was completely unrelated to the NBN. What oh. we're, we're just talking about but backups, you, you troubleshot him. Okay, yeah, as if Very that doesn't nice. happen to you when you're yeah. just randomly with well, people. Was, there. Oh, did, while I, I'm here, I did a studio ten seconds <coughs> day and I had like eight people ask me different, different questions about yeah. one up a Galaxy Watch. When's his phone coming out? Yeah, happy to do it. Anyway, we do appreciate your views. Hit us up on Twitter at Trevor Long at Stim Some interesting news uh, has uh, just come out today about the ACCC who are taking Samsung to the federal court. Yeah, don't mind the selfie. I'm sending it to our mate David. Over claims about them uh, having misleading, uh, yes. misleading ads about the water resistance of their devices. Now the 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 claim is based on uh, ads going back as far as 2016 which show the Galaxy phones being used in areas like swimming pools, uh, in the surf. I mean, they, they made ads with yeah. the phone underwater. They did. They did. And, uh, there's, a, there's a guy, the, one of the pictures, uh, actually I got them straight off the uh, ACCC website. They, they use them as an example. There's a gentleman sitting on the bottom of a pool uh, with his goggles and his cap holding a Galaxy phone, and it says IP68 next to him. So uh, the ACCC are claiming they're going to bring into evidence those ads. 
but alleging that Samsung's advertisements uh, and I'm quoting A Triple C here falsely false they were false, misleading and deceptive. So the basis of their claims is the fact that um, on the advertising sort of gave an unrealistic use of the product mm. um, and that, that they, they claimed that was a little bit, bit misleading. But they also said that, that they've known customers to have been uh, denied claims from, uh, f- from water damage because yeah. the phones have been water damaged. And um, they, they also noted that the Samsung website includes the disclaimer that says, not advised for beach or pool use. Yet their ads show customers using them in uh, those very places. That's not good. Now, Samsung have come out and said they're going to de- defend this. Samsung intends to defend the court proceedings brought by the ACCC. Yeah. So cool. they're not going to sit back and, and cop this. They're going to uh, defend themselves in the federal court. We don't know when it's going to be. But if the ACCC wins, they are going to seek penalties Consumer redress orders, whatever that means. Does that mean consumers have to dress up in something different? Redress <laughs> uh, in, yeah. Injunctions, declarations, publication orders, uh, as well as uh, order as to the findings of fact, as well as costs. So there will be a costly loss here. So there will be claims from customers. Now, uh, I, I, I wrote a few months ago a story. Do you remember the story I wrote about the iPhone, how it's got its, got its IP67 rating yeah. and showing in, in advertisements uh, I think one one picture showed a woman using looking at Apple Maps in the rain, and one of my readers, actually two of my readers, contacted me to say I had my iPhone in my pocket, soaked in in a downpour, sudden downpour. My iPhone wouldn't work. Apple would not repair it because it is not water damage is not covered under warranty, despite having an IP67 rating. Yeah. And Samsung, who I contacted just to balance the story. What is your policy? And their policy is, well, case-by-case basis, if it's found that our product has failed, we'll give them a replacement and repair it. So they kind of two different approaches. Now, in this instance, where they claim the customers have been turned away for repairs, uh, that's part of the ACCC's claim. But you look at the ads. The ads show clearly these situations where... You're just looking at that ad, you think, well, I could do that too if I bought a Galaxy yeah, phone. Yeah, and I think the problem is, in every instance, like, mate, I've taken pl- plenty of phones in the pool. <laughs> Heaps. Accidentally? You've been no. pushed, pushed in? No, jump in. No dramas. <laughs> Privately. Are they okay? Just with the kids. Um, yeah. I don't go public bathing. It doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> was it a Samsung phone? Yeah, I've taken Galaxy? Samsungs, taken yeah. iPhones, everything. Yeah. Mate. Do you remember that ad they had was like... Um, this suitable for Australian conditions? There's yeah. people in the pool. It was like the They're S5. throwing the, the, pool, yeah. the phone around. So, the thing is, if... And what, this is where Samsung's going to have to prove or, or do something. You know, you drop your phone and you think you've just got a little scratch on it. But actually, what you may have done is dislodge the screen yeah. just ever so much. And on water can and, find any space. And yeah. what, what you don't realise is that's <clears throat> that's breaking that, that watertight seal. Yeah. So I think Samsung's right to say it's, it's capable of those things. <clears throat> but people don't realise that it really does need to be in its as original condition for that to be the case. Yeah. So with with oh, I don't know Apple, how it plays out. When these readers contacted me and uh, Apple just flatly refused them repairs, the bloke yeah. said, "Mate, I've spent two thousand dollars on this phone. What do I do now?" And that, and after I wrote my story and quoted them in my story, they took that to fair trading and actually got they won. They told Apple, "No, you got to fix this phone." Yeah, bloody so oath. good result. But but the anyone that came to me and said hand on heart, I had not dropped it. It did not have a cracked screen. Yeah. It was in great condition, and then it failed in a pool or something. I'd say, mate, Australian consumer law. Get it replaced. Absolutely. Yeah, if they absolutely. don't do it, 
yeah. call me back. Take I'm, it further, I'll, I'll yeah. bloody, I'll go on your behalf. That's what we did. No, but I, I said to him, when, when I first heard about it, I said, you know what? I'm going to take this up on your behalf. I'm going to talk to Apple, see what we can do. They yeah. sent me back a big long list of all their, their um, the, the, the fine print in the water-resistant warranty laws and all that sort of stuff, and a list of things that are not covered by warranty if you use it in water, and including yeah. being in a spa, water skiing, all this. I said, none of my readers did that. They were in the rain. There's a photo on your website of a woman using it in the rain. They did nothing different to what was in the ad. So how, what happens now? And they said, sorry. But anyway, they took it further. They, they end up getting the repairs. But in, in this instance, the ACCC um, are going to take it even further. They must have had complaints from customers, I think. They must have seen this. Absolutely. Combination com- complaints from customers, but also seeing the, the ads and showing them. You know, these I'll situations. tell you right, this wouldn't happen in America. Why not? Mate, they're just so so much more lax on advertising over there. I remember, uh, I might have I might have said this uh, in in the EFTM podcast. I can't remember today, but I talked to <laughs> Bowen about it. The when I was in New York for the launch of uh, this TV, the twenty eighteen yep. Samsung TV. No, twenty yeah, twenty eighteen beginning of last year. Um, it had this you know the, the cable, the clear cable. Um, and on, on all the signage, you know when they display stuff, they had it all laid out, it says one clear cable. I'm like, yeah, and we were shooting that. And then they go, don't, don't shoot that. In Australia, it's just going to be called One Connect, something like that. I went, why? And they go, we can't call it One Clear Cable because it's not clear. I mean, it's very clear. But narcs in Australia <laughs> would go, it's not clear because it's not transparent. There is a yeah, hint of difference to it. And so Australian <laughs> advertising regulations, Australian regulations broadly, are much stricter. Yeah. And you're held to a higher standard. And I, I think... I feel bad for Samsung here because, you know, their, their phones are waterproof. I just don't no, know where... Wrong. Water, water resistant. resistant. Yes. So no, the, the, according... And How I do remember, you ever prove it, though? How do you prove that yeah. you went further than one metre for 30, 30 minutes or anything like that? Yeah. Bloody uh, hard. It's, it's tough. But uh, it's, it's, it is, it is though. But look at, looking at those ads, you'd think... like Look at the picture. No, of I've seen the, the ads on the ATMC. Well, you, yeah. you think... Jeez, okay. I can just chill out underwater. If I, if I did that and my phone failed, you'd, you'd, you'd say, well, hang on, you, you showed it in your ad and it doesn't work. What's the go? Yeah. Just like Apple did. Apple had it in their own, didn't work. What happens? But it, I just, it's just I really strange proof that is the water kicker. damage is not covered. Uh, for, if a water-resistant phone is not covered for water damage yeah. on, under warranty. So work that one out. Get an auto box. <laughs> put a case, I mean, if you, if, put yeah. a case on it. Yeah, yeah. But that's what's... It'll it'll set it back a bit. I mean, in the end, the waterproofing, water resistance mechanisms that they're putting on phones yeah. isn't for submergence. They're actually doing it actually, for those. Apple Apple mentioned that in there in for the their splashes story. and the rain and stuff. They, they said that it is not a uh, water resistance is not a permanent condition of the phone. In other words, over time, oh. the water resistance could fail. It, it'll it'll be it'll sort of weaken. Wow. That, that's the that's the term they use. It's not a permanent condition of the phone wow so that's their little out for the any if any water damage is to occur because because wow. that covers them for if if a customer might have like you said maybe dropped the phone and might have caused a little tiny yeah. little gap to appear something like that so that's hence the reason why it's not covered for water damage yeah but, you know don't advertise it under in a swimming pool if that's the case or in the rain if that's the case exactly yeah all right you're listening to two blokes talking tech this is two blokes talking tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. 
And we do it all thanks to the good people at Uniden. Uh, they have a range of their AppCam Solo cameras. If you're thinking of getting a wireless security camera system, the AppCam Solo Plus is a great choice. There are single, double, and triple packs if you want to uh, get started. Can now I play you a video from an AppCam Solo? Sure. I hope. I'm pretty play me a video. Sh- I'm pretty sure there's no swearing in this. If there is, I'll okay. beep it out. Okay. So Bowen has an AppCam Solo yes. on his back porch. Great choice. One of the yep. features of the AppCam Solo is you can, you can record audio. Yeah, so or that, just audio. Yeah, you can okay. record. No, no, you can record audio onto the onto the camera so that when it detects motion, it plays that audio. Okay. Now, <laughs> we'll play here. <laughs> He's got it so that when you walk on his back porch, it says, "Oi, who are you? Get out of here! Get out, or I'll call the cops." <laughs> What's that from? Is that from a movie? No, it's just him yelling oh, it's at him it. yelling at it. Okay. So if someone walks in his backyard when he's not there and the, and the camera's, you know, oh, alarmed, mate, I'm at he him. just screams at it. I'm going to get Darth Vader to mine. Do it. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, fantastic. I, do, I digress for you. Yeah, well, that's a great feature of the AppCam Solo, which is also, uh, you can view uh, video in full HD, by the way, 1080p. But the big feature of the Uniden AppCam Solo is the ThermoSense. ThermoSense is both heat and movement sensor. So you're not getting any of those false notifications. If a car drives past or a tree swaying in the breeze, you're not going to get hammered by all these uh, these notifications. There's also two-way audio as well as recording your uh, your own <laughs> alerts there. It is weatherproof, of course, so it can be work, work inside and out. And you can even add a solar a solar panel to this. They sell separately a solar panel, so that means you can just set and forget these cameras. You don't need to uh, recharge the battery. You can also record uh, to an SD card or to the cloud, your choice. But if you do want to have that peace of mind and uh, get these notifications and also just to check in on your home, you might want to check in on your pets, your kids, whatever you want to do, the AppCam Solo Plus from Uniden is uh, the way to go. If you can check it out, uniden.com.au. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. Well, uh, the Aussie women's cricket team are uh, in, in England right now trying to... Uh, Win the Ashes uh, against the uh, the old Dart. Uh, you know this is a big deal for the Aussie women's cricket team. But a bigger deal is that they've uh, clearly had an arrangement with Apple to uh, ensure that each of the girls on the team have an Apple Watch. Yep. And they've been using it for some time. Not just the Apple Watch, but an app built by the Australian Institute of Sport, which, by the way, is not just for the cricket team. I was speaking to someone whose uh, son is a like an elite triathlete with the AIS. They've got the same app. They use it for athlete management, and it's like it's unbelievable to think that this is the, this is the power of technology. You really you can kind of isolate the technology here, but in this case, it's Apple and an AOS app that each of the team members can do their own thing. They can be away at their own lives, their own work, their own team, their own club, their own activities, and then when they come together as a group, as a as an entire team squad, the coaches, the performance team can look at them as individuals as opposed to a team and go, right, listen, you uh, six, go over there and do whatever that is because you, you need that. Whereas these girls have all done that already. We're going to move into this and then we're all going to do that. You're basically building a, a team training schedule based on individual needs. Yeah, I think what you I think lo- back to yeah. your days at yeah. South, yeah. right? It was basically, right, yeah, you rock up. And the coach says, right, everyone do this, you get flogged. and then everyone yeah. do that. Yep. Even if you had worked harder than everyone else all week in the gym, yeah. Doesn't matter. You've all got to do your thing. Absolutely, yeah, that's right. Now, and what I like about it is that it can it can prevent things like a lot, a lot of a big problem with athletes is they overtrain. Mm. They do too much. That makes them more susceptible to injuries and things like that. So having that edge is really important. And the beauty of the Apple Watch is that it's on your person, yeah, twenty four seven. So they're monitoring not only activity, they're even monitoring the way that they sleep. 
So they're, they're deep diving into all of that heart rate, the whole lot. Like <laughs> they're wearing it at night, so they could imagine. Hang on, why did your heart rate spike at nine thirty p.m.? So maybe they may be a little divulging a little too much information, perhaps, but maybe just take the Apple Watch off. Because you're referring to them watching a scary movie. That's of right, of course. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I like too that, um, of course, Tim Cook, the Apple CEO. Um, Tweeted about it, saying that and, you good, know, good luck to them. What do you say? Plenty of sixes. Hit and plenty of sixes. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, you know, for for the CEO of Apple, like he'd know a lot of things that are going on. But for this, this just shows how big a deal this is for Apple Australia Absolutely. and Cricket Australia to have created this this mechanism to really show off a product. Because you got to remember, Apple know they've got a good product. Very proud of the product, but they are up against you know Garmin and Fitbit and a whole yeah. bunch of other competitors in yeah. the Samsung in the yeah. higher end space. But I think Garmin yeah. is the biggest competitor yeah. in terms of elite sport, sure. you know, triathletes and runners and cyclists and stuff. So for them to be able to spruik from the highest level, the CEO himself, yeah. that they're doing this thing, big deal. I think it's really good. I did get a little heart attack when I was sent. Oh, I was sent did. a little tweet. They, Apple sent us a little picture of the of the tweet of, from Tim Cook. Which actually had the same thumbnail that I used on my story. Did I had the I? same one you. Mm. And I, for a moment, thought, holy hell, Tim Cook has, has tweeted right. my story. The best part is we both replied we both had the same to the <laughs> same thing, saying, mate, you gave me a heart attack. <laughs> well, yeah. Don't I, ever do that again. <laughs> I had to pick myself off the floor, had a little mini heart attack. Because but, it yeah. was good to know, because I used that in radio segments to explain how big a deal this was Absolutely. For I did the same thing on 2GB yesterday, you know? that, that this is, for, for Tim Cook, the boss of Apple... To single this out, and and it involves an Australian cricket team, uh, that's a big deal. And good luck to them. Hopefully, they'll they'll win this series, bring home Is the it a Ashes. One day a series for the girls. Uh, yeah, it's the Ashes uh, Ashes series. Yeah, yeah but it's one day a games, not test like the uh, Australian bloke. No, it's it's, it's, like a, it's one day internationals. Yeah, right. I know, or was it test match? I'm not no, sure. someone. Well, maybe they got it wrong. But when I was on the radio, someone mentioned you know they were they were uh, uh, one day. It's not not okay. About five days, yeah. so I don't know. I don't know how that works. But good time to be in England at the moment. Wimbledon's on as well. Yeah. Does I'm Ash Does Ash Barty wear an Apple Watch? Does she wear any kind I, of watch? I don't, I don't think she does. Does I don't think so. No. Just curious. Does you care what Curious wears? No. Well, he throw it. So he's an idiot. <laughs> Have a tantrum. Yeah. Did you see that drama the other day where the viewers were complaining that they never switched from the Curious match to the uh, the Barty match? Well, then you would have missed the the Curious drama. Yeah, but the the six I think, one after the other. Well, it was he went to it five wasn't sets. The final for Christ's sake, he was. Sake. He went to five sets, and they thought, well, she's going to win easy, and she'd won the first set pretty easy, but they kept switching back to her during the second set. So, the there were a lot of people ringing up complaining, saying that why didn't they just use another channel? But apparently, the the rule is if you're a broadcaster, you can only broadcast one match on one channel at a time. So that because they're, they're one of the one of the international broadcasters, so they couldn't say right, oh, Ash Barty's on channel. Not Fox as well. Um, no, I think it's just on seven, oh. channel seven seventy three or channel seventy two, or whatever it is. I bet you it's on Fox. As I'll well. check. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Tr- I don't think it is. But um, what's his name? Mark Barretta was commenting, like responding to all the mm. complaints, and he said that, well, no, we were only allowed to show one match at a time on one channel, so we couldn't just say, okay, Barty on that one and Kyrgios another. Yeah, right. Yeah, so. Pretty crap, right? Still, just yeah, and it, well, we're recording this on a what's today Thursday night, so we're, we're, there's an, there's Kyrgios and Barty are also playing tonight. Both oh, their second round matches. Yeah, I'll watch a bit of it. I'd love Mate, to I'll, be, I'll, I'll be I'll be there for them if they're in the final. Yeah. I was, a, I remember when I'm a Johnny Hewitt, come lately. Yeah, when Leighton Hewitt won Wimbledon, uh, I was actually sports editor of the telly then, so that was that was a that was a pretty big deal. That was pretty cool. And that, that was the, that was in two thousand one. I remember all the times Rafter choked. Yeah, you won two US Opens, Rafter. Oh, you mean at Wimbledon, yeah, well. Wimbledon, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Would you remember when 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 Leighton Hewitt won the U.S. Open? That was two days before nine eleven. Yes. Yeah, he just won it, and actually he re- he reckons he was on the last plane out of New York before they shut everything down. He'd made it out and landed in Australia, then found out what happened. Wow. Just got out of there. Yeah. Anyway, we've digressed a bit there. Just a touch. Yeah. Two blokes talking tech, uh, both uh, EFTM.com and techguide.com. Do you have the story about the women's cricket team and the Apple Watch? Now, I'm really excited about this next story. Are you? I'm very <laughs> excited that they are going to re-release the Commodore 64. Let's well, be clear, they did this last year. You need to be year. old enough to remember. Well, it was a mini version. This is a full-size version. Yeah, that's the working difference. Version. If you're wondering why this feels yeah. like deja vu, the little one they brought yeah. out last year, like the Nintendo Classic and all yeah, that, yeah. little tiny thing, HDMI out, goes into your TV, has a controller, plays 20 games, out of the box, easy yeah. done, right? But this is a full-size we'll go. working keyboard. Not, not a true uh, re-release because it's better. Yeah, so it does got, actually have USB. 64 games built in. Yeah. So basically it's got three It doesn't modes. take 30 minutes. And I was... I, this Mate, you used to take an hour and a half to load Arnie, Arnie's armchair cricket. Yeah. Well, this was my first computer. This To my generation, well, like I was in high school, I called this... This was our iPhone. This was massive. Yeah. And I remember having to press play on the data set. Yep. That loaded the game on that was yep. on cassette. And I'd go kick the footy in the backyard for 35 minutes and yep. then it'd be ready. And you'd know, because remember there was three. I have the, the counter. The yeah. You'd know what number it was at it when was it like would load. It was 274 or something. So if, yeah. if, it, if, it, if it had to get, if like Arnie's armchair cricket had to get to 733, you'd come back in for a drink. And if it was at 500, <laughs> you'd go back out again. Yeah. Um, Arnie's armchair oh, cricket. Oh, so, I used to know by time how long you used to take. So this, this one is pretty multi-purpose because it has three modes. It has Commodore 64 mode, which is basically where you've got the, the runtime window. Basic, yeah. And you can program in basic. Then it's got Vic Vic Twenty mode, which is just ever so slightly yes. different, and and then there's game mode, which is basically the the simulator. Games, yeah, uh, that's with, cool. Built Comes in. with a joystick too. A single I, joystick. I, I had I hammered my joystick back there, back in the day <laughs> when I <laughs> when what I had were you my playing Leisure Suit Larry <laughs> in the land of the lounge yeah, lizards. That. that was like a, quite an adult game back then. Wasn't yeah, Leisure Suit Larry. You know there was no, another, like, this. Uh, this may be not one for the kiddies. Sorry, mums and dads with the kids in the car, but yeah. <sighs> I'm just going to admit it. There was another game. <laughs> yeah. There was another game called Girl Farm. Ooh. But here's the thing. There was no graphics. Okay. It was just a text. It was like reading yeah. a book. There was a lot of adventure games like that Yes, too, so you'd type a text. Like, one go, this new one. Yeah. Like, go into the barn. And then some text would come on the screen. And then you would type the next command. And so you had to work out what the command was to go to the next thing. And, so yeah, it, like, it would lead to things. So it was like a real-time penthouse forum, was it? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but Legend Suit Larry was... They were all real, weren't they? Legend Suit Larry. Forum, remember yeah. having to have the password to knock on the door and... <laughs> yeah, some crazy stuff went on. Um, but to be honest, so Commodore 64 was our first machine. I remember we were in Condell Park, so we were in Sydney, so I must have been in year five. So you'd, you'd already left Queensland? Yeah, we'd left Queensland, so I was in year five or six, the end of year five or year six. Yep. Um, I remember we went and got a little TV. That was the big purchase, really, was the, t- the little TV for yep. us. Yep. That the, that's that the monitor, there. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the monitor, um, you know, with vertical hold and everything on it, and the Commodore 64... <laughs> And I can remember then being back in Griffith in high school. I remember very clearly learning basic programming yep. and making it make the a rocket sound yeah, take I, off. I and I remember making a mixtape yeah. on a cassette and, and ending the mixtape with the with a rocket, rocket blast off. You sound. were a nerd even back yeah. then. Yeah, I remember running. Uh, you know, you could make it all like a words and numbers appear on the screen and bounce around. I remember I knew how to do that. 
But but um, to me, yeah. actually, while I'm looking it was a ga- it, it was a gaming computer though. It's not like we did our taxes on it or anything. No, this is going to be two hundred bucks though. This this one ninety nine ninety five in in December. And I found out when Commodore sixty four the re- original was on sale, it was three hundred and fifty dollars back then. Right, and it was fifty dollars for the cassette, the data set. Yeah, well, that's big money for the early eighties. This is nineteen eighty two. Okay, see out. what it what it does. The sixty four had had a lot to me, but the, then the Amiga five hundred. And again, I'm taking on a journey through my life, but the Amiga 500 was the computer I had in Woiwoi on the Central Coast uh-huh. when we left Griffith. So yep. this would be year 11 and 12. Um, yep. I'm assuming, yeah, yeah, 11 and 12. Because I would have, I had an Amiga 500 and it had the three and a half inch floppy disks. Yeah. Like the harder, you know, the smaller you floppy could, disks. You could, buy, you could buy a disk drive for a few couple yes. of years after it came yes. out, they released uh, one. Yeah. For the big five and a half, big, yeah, the big ma- ones. The big ones, the bigger but discs. But I remember very clearly, this was like peer to peer back in the day, I would send a check. Uh, to a bloke in Cronulla, and he would send me back discs with games on them. This was pirating back in the day. Yeah, right. There was no downloads. You didn't go on the internet. Yeah, there's no internet. There, there was a bloke. You, you'd, uh, yeah, I don't right. know how we got it. I don't know how it happened, but we yeah. got a list, and you just go, I want that one, that one, and that one. You'd send a check, I assume, and he'd send back floppy disks. Fantastic. Yeah, games on right. them. He yeah, was I, a pirate. I remember, yeah, early, early computers where you they'd, You'd build a Windows computer, Windows PC, and yeah. then the, the guy who built the floor would just just put all this game, yeah, these yeah. games, bit of chicken and corn on it maybe, and all this <laughs> sort of gear. But uh, it was. Uh, but then I, I had also. I remember after the Commodore sixty four, a few years after the Commodore sixty four, I had like a a little because I'd started work at News Limited after I finished high school, so I had a little. It was like a little word processor. It was like a typewriter that yeah. used um, heat sensitive. Um, so you didn't need a ribbon. It would just it would print out. Based on heat, the heat on the tape, and I had a little yeah. one line screen. I could see one yes. line of what I was typing. But then I, after that, I got an Amstrad machine, an Amstrad, yep. and then after that, my my first Apple. I got an, an Apple LC two, was my first uh, Apple Mac. Yeah, right. In, in the <coughs> early nineties, after I got married. Yeah, I reckon after the Amiga, I went straight to Compaq. Yep. Uh, Compaq computer. I had a couple of Compacs, and then I started building my own. Yep. And then I realized that was stupid and just buy computers. <laughs> All no, but I've always been a Mac user ever since. I've well, been, since the early nineties, I've been using. I don't know whether I'm desperate to bring back the Commodore sixty four. Personally, I am so buying this. Okay. I am definitely getting it. Yeah, I don't still. Ha- I wish I still had my original. You still got the original. No, yeah. So it's a, it's a it's not my original one. Okay, but it's the exact same as my original. Um, you know, because so you know the look of this one with the the kind of brown with the black keys. keyboards. Yeah, here it is. Here. Mine's the white one. Mine's the That's white the one. That's the Vic 20. That's the no, Vic 20. No, no. The Vic 20 looked like that. The Vic 20 looked like this. The Commodore 64 looked the same as the Vic 20. That's just the Commodore 64 Just there. a different color. No, there's a Commodore 64. The next Commodore 64, which was just a different look, um, was much that, whiter. Are you sure? Yeah. It was the Vic 20, mate, the white no, one. Mate, the white, are you sure? The Vic 20 looked exactly like that. Okay, I'll prove that to you the first. The Vic 20 was white, I thought. No, the Vic 20 was browner than the Commodore 64. Okay. Um, it might have been okay. whiter as well. So there, oh, there's key, it was the keys that were different color, right? Ah, there you but go. Commodore 64, uh, it, its most successful, uh, the most successful Commodore 64 was actually um, uh, a different look to the one they're re-releasing, and they maybe they'll end up just bloody um, doing this as well <laughs> the, the year, year after. after yeah. uh, oh, bloody eBay! Jesus, just taking me to every <laughs> other app and site. I'm just trying to Google image this for Stephen. Have a look while you're doing that. that, that uh, that's the Commodore 64 I first had, right? Ah. So that was version two then, or something. The difference is it's got three. this kind of longer back, um, I guess, for yeah, fans or something right. else. Anyway, that's what I've got at home. And the story goes, <clears throat> two thousand seven, maybe eight. Uh, so Jackson was born. He was born two thousand six. I first started doing Chip for Brains, the radio show with Brian Wilshire. Chip Wilsh for Brains. Yeah. Chip for Brains, nine okay. o'clock Thursday nights on two GB. 
Um, that was Trevor's entry into technology. <laughs> that's that right? it. What year was it? Two thousand seven. Okay. I reckon it was two thousand eight. I remember saying on air, I don't know, someone asked about computing, and I went, listen, I, I've got a two-year-old or an 18-month-old. I really, I know the computers are more advanced, but I really want him to be able to learn computers the way I did, you know, basic programming. I said, I had a Commodore 64. I told the whole story about the Rocket yep. Plus or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I went, I, I wish I had it still. Old bloke called Graham rings up. He goes, Trev, I've got one here. You can have it. I said, mate, that's ridiculous because obviously it's worth money. Uh, I'll, I'll happily pay for it. He said, nah. You're not allowed to pay for it. So I just went to the prize cupboard at Tuesday, but I took every CD possible. Yeah, I went right. out to his house, <laughs> and, mate, it's it's not in the cardboard box, but it's in the original foam. Yeah, right. And, and it has the, the paddles That's and good. joysticks yeah. and disk drives That's nice and him. cartridges and, mate, books, so brochures, you, so everything. With, with these rocket sounds in high school, yep. did you get many dates with girls? Nah, mate, no, not a, not no, a one. Weren't impressing the girls, mate? Not a one. <laughs> It was a funny time, wasn't it, high school? Duck egg. <laughs> Duck egg. Being okay. a nerd okay. today might result in good didn't, things. Didn't you have like Back sc- then, nothing. School dance, didn't you have like school dances? I did not. Did you mate, not? I was as you introverted, I was introverted the back then <laughs> as I am now. Really? Yeah. Okay, I wouldn't exactly call you introverted, but anyway. I'm, I'm at shy, top mate. 1% of introverts. Really? Yep. Right. Okay. I don't go out. You never got to the, the, the school dances and did your best, mate? No, mate. I used to cut loose of the dances. Oh, they were great. You did. They were great. School dances. And there they'd, they'd invite because I went to an all boys school and they'd yeah. invite they'd invite girls from obviously another school. So they'd be Yeah, it was uh, Your eyes were good open. times, good times. What? Your eyes were opened. <laughs> anyway, that that's great. that's yeah, us walking good. down memory. That, lane. But that was that was the time when we were going to the dances. I was that's I'd good. finish an I'm afternoon of gaming on yeah, the I don't school. I'll worry where it's going, okay? What? Where's it going to go? Is it high school? What am I going to do? Well, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm picturing some things, that's for sure. Uh, okay, yeah, you know. <laughs> was your mum listening? Uh, my mum, she she used to drop me off at the dances and pick me up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or I'd go home with go home with like a mate's, one of my mate's parents would, would be mm-hmm. responsible. Like we were like 13 or 14, mate. We were, it's not like we were we were out you know, drinking and on drugs or anything. We were okay. at a school dance. They didn't have drugs back then. <laughs> they did, but we just didn't use them. We didn't take any. Have you ever had drugs in Never. your life? Me neither. No. The straight two bloke. Yeah. Never had Straighty one eighty. Never smoked pot, never done any drug. No. Yeah. I would never worst had a drug cigarette. I've had is Nurofen. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst I've done. <laughs> oh, I know, I've been prescribed some things for oh, pain over me the years. Too, yeah, me too, me too. Yeah. Never done drugs. That's uh no, no, no interest. There you go. Yeah. Good times. Well, this <laughs> is uh a weird episode. Two blokes talking tech. Everything about tech you never wanted to know. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, I mentioned Jonesy's house earlier. It's a prime example of why you need the Netgear Orbi. You've got you've got NBN. It's bloody great speeds. You've signed up to the 100 plan. If you stand next to the modem and do a speed test, even on Wi-Fi, you'll see a, a, an amazing speed. <clears throat> if you then walk to the other end of the house and you don't get that same speed, you need a mesh Wi-Fi system and Orbi is that. Five ninety eight is the is the price I've seen at JB Hi Fi for the for the main Orbi system. There are smaller ones and different ones, but this is the go. It's one box sits next to your router, next to your modem, and another box sits in your house somewhere, and that's it. Creates a dome of Wi Fi over your home, and I'm almost certain you're going to get that ninety speed the other end of the house as well. It's phenomenal. It's easy. It's it's just simple to set up. It all runs through an app. Very very good, and it's all you need if you've got great internet but not great Wi Fi. Simple solution, Netgear Orbi. Just check it out, netgear.com.au.
I don't want to give too many bonus minutes tonight, so let's make this quick. Um, <laughs> I uh, I infiltrated an Uber driver's forum. Hum- you it's a, infiltrated? It's amazing I haven't been kicked it out. It sounds illegal. Uh, it does, but it's on Facebook, so it's their fault. They, okay. they accepted okay. me. <clears throat> and I watch what these people talk about, okay. Uber drivers. And one of them, it was a great post. He said, uh, curious, um, why do you rate your riders down? You know, why do you not give them five stars? Because we give the drivers a star rating. They give up a star rating. I'm 4.79. I'm filthy about it because what have I done wrong? <laughs> right? Why am I, why am I not on five? You might have been, I'm a great customer. You, you definitely wasn't, you weren't taking any drugs at the time. I wasn't sick. <laughs> now, that's the number one yeah, reason why Uber drivers will rate cars, you down. Like yeah. If you spew in someone, you spew oh. in a cab, it's bloody plastic. They can wipe it up. You spew in someone's car, yeah. it's bloody hard to get out, that's, right? That stays with you for life. That's, that's an immediate four, three, two, or one stars, depending on the severity of the up and under. Have you never done that? Never done that. Okay. Never. What shocked me was the second most popular response. So there's a bunch of quest- bunch of outputs there. One bloke goes, oh, I hate it when they slam the door. And I thought, mate, just drop off your nut. Slam the door? Wait, then uh, driver after driver after driver said, yeah, I, I-, I rate them down immediately if they slam the door. Mate, How do you shut a door? Are you just shutting a door? Like- but you don't realise you're slamming it. And you- this is their workplace. I'm telling you, that's why I've lost <laughs> This is their workplace. And you're slamming the door at them. <laughs> it's like saying, you... <laughs> That's what's happening. This is I can imagine an Uber driver saying, This is my workplace. Yes. You slam the door. Four stars. Is that right? That's it. Okay. That's no, what's well, kicking us all down. Tip for Uber users. Uh, Mate, don't slam the door. Just gently shut just, the door. Just say, Thanks for the ride. Have a great day. Click. So what what other reasons? Is it courtesy of the of the passengers? Mate, is it number one and two was by length was spewing and slamming and the door. Up and under and slamming the door. Right. Absolutely. Wow. Now, obviously, there's people that say, I give five stars to everyone because I couldn't give a rat's. Yep. And then there's people that say, yeah, they hate it when they're rude. I hate it when they're talking. No, no, no. But overwhelmingly, yeah. it was spew or door slamming. Well, how often, Unbelievable. How often uh, you've got a rating. So you use how often do you use Uber? Would you use it? Oh, I've Well, I, there's another article at AFTM.com if you're interested um, that shows you how to download all of your stats for Uber. I've, right. I've taken 144 trips. Wow. I spent like five grand or something. Really? I know I know which cities I've used most. I know which drivers I've used more than once. It's all these amazing stats yeah, you can get, right? Okay. Um, and so I've taken 144 trips uh, and I'm 4.79. And are they mostly in the overseas? Or no, they're most of them here. Yeah, right. Yeah, most of mine are here. When do you not drive? Uh, like when we're picking up cars and stuff. Oh, of course. Often yeah. if you're dropping off a car, you get an Uber back. Yeah, I never get a cab. Yeah. I never, ever, ever get a cab. Yeah. I know, even like, uh, like my kids when they go out. They never get a cab either. It's Uber yeah. or nothing. Well, I think that's it's good. It's Uber or the, their dad is the Uber. <laughs> yeah, like, Uber dad. Jo- that's what my wife calls me. Uber I, dad. I always pick her up. Um, but yeah, no. Yeah, oh. Interesting. But you know what? I only use a ride sharing when I'm in the US, when I'm really? traveling. Because like, really? I drive everywhere. Well, why would I need to get Ubers here? Like sometimes oh. if I'm going yeah, to an event, our companies sometimes provide us with cab charges to get to and from. Um, but I normally use it when I'm traveling, when I'm in the US. But I don't use Uber. I'm a bigger fan of Lyft. Well, are they coming to Australia? No, nah, I doubt it. We've already got Ola and whatever else. Yeah, uh, Lyft. So I've, quite used, like. I've used Uber 109 times in Sydney, 21 times in Berlin, 16 times in San Francisco, uh-huh. uh, 10 times in Washington DC. That's because oh, that they gave. Recently. That's because they gave me credit, so I smashed it. Giddy up. Um, uh, this year alone, I've done 33 trips. Last year, 40 or 41. So, yeah, I've given it a fair hammering. <laughs> so what about this? And so, so anyone can access these stats? 
Yeah, you've got to install. It's all details at EFTM.com. You've just got to download a plug-in for Chrome. It's pretty cool. Um, I've spent a total of 2.36 days in Ubers. I'm just on your a site total. now, um, and <clears throat> I, I just want to just change the subject slightly. I'm, I'm really loving the... Um, Oh, the loudest voice. The loudest. I've only seen one episode. It's so oh, annoying. I, I hate not well, binging. Apparently, there's more. There's about those four episodes already available in the US. What? Uh, that's what I heard. Someone said. Someone tweeted me saying, "I tweeted, how good is this?" Yes. Yeah, Russell Crowe, Powerhouse Performance. I was hoping he'd retweet me, but he didn't. <laughs> what um, do you think I did the article for about the makeup? <laughs> there you go. But uh, yeah, so uh, it made what a great performance. But now someone tweeted saying, "Oh, wait, you see episode four? It's fantastic." Yeah. So, well, where are you seeing episode four? Oh, I'm loving it. Really good, yeah. Really yeah. good. Great performance and yeah. just a great insight into, into absolutely, Fox News. yeah. yeah. Big that fan. first one, what an explosive first episode. Yeah, I liked how he was in there. Remember when they were there, they had the meeting at four o'clock in the morning? Yeah, because if you complain about this time, you can see you later now. Yeah, and then the bloke who was Murdoch's offsider, yeah, said, Mate, the other reason you're here is because you were both bugger bugger each other at morning. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to take this. <laughs> yeah, that's what he wanted. Yeah, he wanted him out. Yeah, you go. Yeah, wow. All right, two blokes talking. Stan, if you haven't watched it, The Loudest Voice. Yeah, great show. Starring Russell, directed also by, is it produced? Produced by Russell Crowe. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, Owner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. You wouldn't be able to tell because he looks fat. Oh, it's incredible. He's got a fat suit on. It's, yeah, and if you want to see how he got the makeup, just EFTM.com. EFTM, there you just have it. Just to bring it back on, uh, on topic. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Some big news uh, coming out of Apple uh, last week. Uh, mm. That was the departure of Johnny Ive. Johnny Ive is the, the designer extraordinaire of Apple. What did he, what's his first design? His first design was the iMac in 1998. When he, he the joined, Bondi Blue one. Yes, he joined Apple in the early to mid-90s when, when they were struggling. Steve Jobs wasn't there. They'd got rid of him years earlier. And when Steve Jobs returned to the company as, as uh, CEO, that was when they formed this amazing partnership where yeah. uh, I think Steve Jobs calls him, he says, well, he's my spiritual partner in the company. And that's when the magic started. That's when they went the iMac, then they yeah. went the coloured iMacs, yeah. then a little product called the iPod in 2001, yeah. which was a bit of a hit. Then yeah, okay. a few years later, <laughs> uh, the iPhone, followed by the iPad, and then the MacBook Air, Apple Watch, and just hit after hit. And he also became a, a part of every product launch had him on a white background talking about design and how the eccentricities and he put on weight and just went to voiceover. <laughs> so, but, he, but he, he was probably the world's most famous designer. designer Industrial design, he was the man. Yeah. And has been obviously responsible for bringing Apple from... The doldrums when when Steve Jobs returned and was partly responsible for taking them to the position they are today. Mm. Well, he is no longer going to be working for the company. He's going to form his own design company, and his first client will be Apple. Which is just their way of saying, oh, it's all good. It's amicable. Yeah. He'll still be working with us. But, mate, they've got a whole design lab on campus. Uh, you know, their, their confidentiality, their restrictions and stuff – and he's not going to be sketching products off-site. Yeah, I think, well, exactly right. And he has, the story reads that he's obviously built up the design team to the strength it has today. So he's not leaving, he's not leaving an empty room. There are people there oh, who yeah. have flourished under his leadership. But there were some reports, though, the Wall Street Journal a few days ago were reporting that the... The like his his role at Apple had changed slightly. Right. He was taking more of a, a back seat, 
was was late for meetings sometimes and was sort of a little bit uh, not not quite as in the loop. This is a Wall Street Journal article. Uh, Tim Cook responded to those claims, calling them absurd, saying that's that's not accurate. Uh, the the Johnny Ive I know we would never have done that. Blah blah blah. So the the, the controversy just the just the news of him leaving was big. That the upon hearing that the stock market. Uh, pro- the stock price of Apple dropped 1.5% yeah. and just instantly wiped $13 billion off the company. So it had an effect in the marketplace. But then the, so these stories started appearing, uh, especially the one from the Wall Street Journal. And uh, so that that's caused sort of another little wrinkle there that Apple have naturally responded to saying, no, that's totally absurd. Those conclusions are unfounded and all those sorts of things. So uh, interesting to see how Apple's going to progress from here, though. Is Is the... Is their roadmap, which I probably think he's probably mapped out the roadmap for a few years to come, how are they going to fare without someone like him who was instrumental in their success? Yeah, I look, I think it's all based around how big and good that team is that he's built. Um, because they're good people that do design. Yeah, right? So he's not oh, the only course. bike in the world. Yeah. And he's probably got some serious uh, protégés. Oh, totally. Whether, yeah. or not he, <clears throat> whether or not he steals them from Apple is another thing. But I think this is yeah. legacy stuff, right? He knows his legacy is the iPod and the iPhones and stuff like that. He knows yeah. that exists. I think he now needs to be able to leave his mark on other things, and essentially it's probably money in it too. Yeah. He was probably paid amazingly well. But imagine the Johnny Ive stamp on a friggin' lamp or oh, a yeah, table or a yeah. chair. You know, yeah. <clears throat> an Ive design, an Ive designed desk, let alone anything else, it's going to carry weight. It's going to be a, uh, a merchandising the, licensing deal that's amazing. The name of his company? <clears throat> Love form. Is well, that's the, is stupid. The name, is the name of the company? It's called Live Design. No, well, they're going to call it Love Form. He's got his other designers in the company. But uh, he, here's what the Wall Street Journal said. The reports in the Wall Street Journal uh, said that I've, Ive's hands-off approach was disrupting work internally <clears throat> as he failed to show up to meetings, failed to offer design team members the guidance they needed, particularly on the iPhone 10. Ive was said to be frustrated with an increasing focus on operations over design. Tim Cook, this was the Wall Street Journal, Tim Cook uh, called the story absurd, said the conclusions drawn by the report don't match with reality. Hmm. So uh, interesting, interesting. Let's be clear, though, Tim Cook doesn't work in the design team. He's probably no. never there, let alone, uh, you know, the occasional yeah. visit. So, you know, if, if it's a it, – let's and let's just – and we are hypothesising here – Let's say they used to have weekly a weekly whip where, you know, on a Monday at 10, yeah. they'd all get together and Johnny would look at all the cool things and it just started drifting and he didn't start turning up to the odd one. It's it's not executive meetings he wasn't turning up to. It's probably just, you know, the odd design team meeting yeah. and that would leave some people disgruntled. We should note too <coughs> that uh, what, what they developed uh, at Apple was the fact there was an industrial design. So there's there's a designer for the product, yep. but there's also a designer for the interface. Yeah. So they've got, it's it's the hardware and the software. And so now, rather than one person taking over from him, there are two people who right. are who are involved, who are, will report to the chief uh, operating officer. So you've got Evans Hankey, uh, VP of Industrial Design, so that's the, the physical, the product side. And then you've got Alan Dye, who's the VP of Human Interface Design. Uh, they'll now uh, step into Johnny Ives' role and report to Apple's chief operating officer, Jeff Williams. Good on them. Yeah. 
And good luck to them. Yeah, and there's uh, I, I wrote it on Tech Guy. There's there's some great pictures of, of Steve Jobs with his with Johnny yeah. Ive there, and and there's a picture of them beside. Do you remember that iMac? I owned that iMac. You know yeah. the one that had the ba- the dome shaped base. They used to use Minartiers. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah. I think they still they do. Still yeah. do. And I, I had the widescreen one. Remember they they released a 17 inch widescreen yeah. one. That was the one I had, and it had that little base, uh, little dome base. There's a picture of uh, Johnny Ive, who obviously designed that one, standing next to it with uh, the late great Steve Jobs as well. Good stuff. Uh, we'll see. It'll take years before it has a massive impact on the company, though. I reckon. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Two blokes talking tech. This is two blokes talking tech with Trevor Long and Stephen. Oh, uh, real quick. Um, the Alcatel Three. We were at, we talked about this broadly last week uh, after the launch at the South Sydney. Rabbitohs training and they Great. lost their game after that too. Oh, Jesus, what a It's just Everest, mate. It's just they're, one definitely, base they're definitely going to win this week. It's just one base game. They've got to buy. They've got to buy. <laughs> um, Queensland's going to win too. Um, oh, do really? Okay. Well, I should have a little wager on that, I yeah, think. Well, I'll be at the Tech Guide Theatre. Um, okay. So oh, we, we, we got an Alcatel 3 to review yep. when we left the event. And I, look, I've made a decision. I can't review through phones that are under three hundred dollars. <laughs> Why not? I, I think I've lost touch. I think oh. it's, it's a genuine admission that I've made. I get to play with the the craziest, most amazing, beautiful things. Okay. I'm going to see too many of the negatives as opposed okay. to seeing the positives. <clears throat> so I looked at Jackson when I got home, and I went, "Oh, Jacko, how would you like to give this new phone a go?" He said, yeah, I'll give it a go because he uses an Android phone. Anyway, he uses an Android phone. He uses okay. the Huawei Nova Three E. Nice Which phone. at launch was three nine nine. It's now about two nine nine. So it's actually kind of still a bit more expensive than this. But essentially, he used the cheap. He was using the cheapest Android phone I, I had on me. Yep. So mate, do you want to give it a go? He looked at it. Yeah, absolutely. Like he loved the look of it. Yep. And so he's written a bunch of stuff which I've published. Okay. But essentially, now, yeah. I was blown away, mate. So he, he loved saw it. things that you didn't like. Well, what? I didn't. I didn't try. I didn't look. Okay. Mate, he tested the camera. Thought it was grouse. Yep. He loved the screen. He loved the watching YouTube on it. The games worked fine, and he plays a lot of games on his phone. So, did you do much editing on this story, mate? Or not a lot, are, mate. You can tell, words? like it's, it's. Is I didn't he, even capitalise. Is he good? He's not a bad writer. Goes it's, all right, mate. It's all right. He's in year seven. I, okay. I think it could be better, okay. but he'll get there. Um, I all I did was say, mate, you need to separate. I just want, I, I want. He was, you know what? He did exactly what I asked. I said, I want a line on each feature. I said, do battery, do screen, like that. Yeah. He he, he quite, probably could have written more, but he tried to do a line. So I yeah. was a bit too direct. But bottom line. Mate, he rates it. Bottom line, yep. he's still using it. Great. He thinks it's better than the Huawei. Nice photo, too. Is that a selfie you took with it? Uh, no, it's a portrait, mate. mate. It is haircut, mate. What's going oh, on? Oh, mate, he's going crazy. He's going with it. He's trying to grow it he's, out. Really? <laughs> yeah. What yeah. does mum and dad think about that? Uh, Dad's fine as long as he doesn't put a man bun. Oh, mate. Man yeah. bun and you're out of the house. Yeah. You know, you Ponytail. Right. Go for your life. right with the long hair. But Good on him. Man bun, no. Jeez, he's growing up, mate. What's he, 12 now? Yeah, 12. Jeez. Unbelievable, isn't it? The girls will be crawling around, mate. The yeah. girls will be coming around yeah, soon. I'm checking the WhatsApp. Is he going to any school dances? Uh, <laughs> yeah, hasn't been one yet. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Jesus. Does he go, he's, he's high school co-ed or? Yeah, co-ed, mate. All oh, right, giddy yeah. up. It's, mate, it's like a smorgasbord dance. <laughs> smorgasbord. <laughs> mate, I went to an all-boys school, mate. The school dances was like they had to let out of jail. It was oh, like. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I was surprised. It's a two hundred seventy nine dollar phone. Yep, and not that I don't have faith in Alcatel products, but because I had, uh, you know, essentially dipped his toe in the water with a pretty bloody good phone, the Nova Three E, absolutely great, Three I, the Three E. Yep, okay, and mate, good it's phone. excellent. And you know what? The camera was great. I'm going to tell you, we took so he noticed, and I don't, I did put it in there. There was overexposed. That was overexposed. The 
go back, go, keep going up. There's one photo that's just too overexposed in the background. Yeah, a bit blown out, um, yeah. But then we took one, I think the that's one above right. it. Yeah, that's good. I'm telling you, that's better than the oh, iPhone. So you took that photo of him with the yeah. main camera? Yeah, that's with not the a portrait selfie. mode, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, that's better than the iPhone. Very nice. In colour. The iPhone put this green in it. We, look, we looked at it and went, oh my God. Oh, it's like it's better. Now quality and pixels and all that. Yeah, you know, the portrait, image, the portrait yeah. cutout probably Even not as good. Even the blowing out one is not too bad. He's you in focus in the foreground. Absolutely, yeah. it's a great phone. So if you're looking, to, is he giving that photo to so many girls at school? One? <laughs> <laughs> I would. I say, if I'd, I'd go to school, say, mate, I'd say there's a good, good-looking girl. So listen, you might want to go to EFTM. I've got a story on there. Check out the photos, and if you if you if you like what you see, here's my <sighs> here's my phone number. <laughs> okay, two blokes talking. To Everything about tech you never wanted to know. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And you've been Amazoning it up, buddy. I have, yeah, the Echo Show 5, which is uh, the 5.5-inch screen. And is, well, do you remember the original show had a big 10.1-inch screen? Yes. And a great product, but kind of limited where you could use it. What I like really? about this is... Because well, of the size? Well, yeah. Would you have that on your bedside table, a 10-inch no. screen? No. no. So with a 5.5, I call it the Goldilocks product because it's just right. It can go on your bedside <laughs> table, can go on your desk, can go on your kitchen counter, uh, and, and it's got it's packed with features. It's a, it's a great little great little device, uh, really easy to set up, of course, and does, you know, you've got the power of Alexa, you can control your smart products, all of those things, but also too, you can play your music. You can access the radio app or, or iHeart Radio. Actually, someone tweeted. See that I've got, I took a photo of using the radio app. Listen to the two GB. Yeah. The uh, some bloke from Commercial Radio tweeted that he goes, "Oh, check out the great screenshot on Tech Guide's review." Nice. Uh, so thanks for the shout out, boys. Uh, but you know, like, I, I, it's also a great way to access your music. You got Amazon Music, Spotify, now Apple Music as well. Uh, and you can also use it like I do, like I showed you earlier, as the digital radio. Yep. But look, I just love the size. The speaker sounds really good for a small device, really high-quality sound, very impressive. It's not going to beat the, the top, the bigger show and other, other like the HomePod or anything, but for the size, you get, you're getting pretty good quality. And if you turn the volume up loud, it's fantastic. It's re- it fills the room and not much distortion or anything. It's great. And visually, too, like there's a screen, of course, so you can, you can view... Sunrise live. Sorry, mate. The Today Show didn't make a deal with Amazon. The Sunrise you can view live or or on demand, Outrageous. or you can also uh, catch up with Fox Sports highlights as well. So there's plenty of content you can view. There's also a great. Uh, they've got a deal with WikiHow, which is kind of their little version of YouTube. Which is you might say, uh, Alexa, how do I cut up a? Oh, there's the speakers. I'll say, A. Yeah. How do I cut up a pineapple? Something like that. She's not sure about yeah, that. Yeah, she's, she's not going to check. Yep. But what happens, boom, in a second, a video pops up, says, all right, here's how you cut up a pineapple. And then it shows you step by step. I think it should come up and say, what are you, an idiot? <laughs> but no, you can say, look, how do I tie a bow tie? And oh, it'll show you. It'll yeah, give you a little yeah, demo. Yeah. And you can see it. So the last you, time you tied a bow tie? Uh, never. I've always Thank had you. the clip-ons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but normally it it looks cool though. You know the ones where they un they they undo it. And we just, just don't tie it. Just, just walk in yeah, looking yeah, cool. That's right. Yeah, it looked like Frank Sinatra. <laughs> but yeah, well, we that, that's another great take service. a take a take a clip on one with the untied one in your pocket. In your pocket. Go yeah. to the Brasco, take it off, and go. Yeah, I have to slip my hair down. Yeah. Oh, and they'll say, "Do it back up again." Yeah, okay. In a minute. <laughs> this has also got a camera on it too. Okay, that's but, why I don't want to buy a bedside. But, Hello. Yeah. Well, no, you can have a by your bedside, but there's a shutter. You can turn it off, and there's a shutter. So the, the camera, you can't look through the camera. So yeah. I wrote in my story, you know, in case you want to have it, having if you're uncomfortable having a camera in private areas like a bedroom, the Echo areas. Show camera can be disabled and blocked. 
which is a good feature. How much is it? It's also it's it's hundred and twenty nine bucks. Holy the same crap! Price same price as the, as the Lenovo, Lenovo Smart Clock, and which, is, say, which doesn't do anything like this does. This is better. Oh, mate! This same is price and better, and it also has bucks. can can uh, can. If someone asked me on uh, my site today, if I use this in the bedroom, will the screen dim out? It will. It's got a light. Bottom line: sensor. if it plays videos, it's one up on the Lenovo. It is. Lenovo doesn't play video. Exactly. The Lenovo was a cool product. It was a good clock. Google Assistant didn't really show you any content on the screen. We showed no, you the time. That's right. But this does it all. Echo Show Five, one hundred and twenty-nine. No, it's bigger than the Lenovo, is it? Uh, f- one and a half inches. No, no, like yeah, uh, so. Sl- yeah, decent. I do like the size slightly of the bigger. The Lenovo is only four inches. It's got a five-point-five inch okay. screen. All right, much better size. I like it. Stephen's full review. Techguide.com.au. Another one in the can, episode 394. Thanks to the good people at Netgear and Uniden. I reckon what we should do is is do 395 next week. Absolutely. What are we up to? 395. Funny that. Yeah. Well, we should. Do you want to do it on Origin Night next good Wednesday? Idea. Okay. So you come over, watch the game, or no, aren't you going to the game? You no. Mean, haven't you been no, invited only, to the game, <laughs> mate? Two blokes. Yeah, solid, one in all stick in. solid. Oh, good on One you, in mate. all in. That's mate. how it works, mate. So, um, That's you know, how it works. will we be in Berlin for 400? Just thinking weeks away wise. Uh, no, it won't be. It'll be, it'll be weeks, before no, Berlin. We'll be, it'll be in, before we'll Berlin. Be in New York. We maybe. could be. We might be somewhere else. Somewhere else. Yes. Who knows? Who knows? We'll wait and see. Oh, we'll definitely do it. You doing EFA? I'm doing EFA. We're going to. Yeah, no, Berlin. we arrive on the but second. Berlin is until September, though. Is Mate, it? don't tell my wife, my my daughter, what? What? but I'm going to be home for the first time in five years for Victoria's birthday. You're joking? Because EFA's later. If it's norm- if it normally starts on like the second, and I'll starts on the fifth. It's always to the last round of the NRL, and Souths always play the Roosters, and I always miss that game. I got a, I actually a little w- bit more important that I see my daughter's birthday. Just of course, no, of course. Now I, I acknowledge that, but I'm, <laughs> it, 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 I, I always block out the ninety, the two hours of the game because it's at like lunchtime in Berlin. I always yeah. block out those two hours so I can watch the game live <laughs> in the press room. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're all good. So don't ask for a meeting on any of those companies, any of those that, that during that time. Oh, you probably. Oh, uh, yeah. I think you'd be right because it's a week later. No, no. It's, I've, I've checked. Oh, you've it, already it, checked. It crosses. Oh, yeah, clashes with the last round. Right. Yeah. These are irrelevant things for the audience. <laughs> uh, we'll be back well, next happy week. Happy birthday to Victoria. How oh, old is she going to be this year, mate? She'll be turning nine. Nine. Wow. Yeah. Nine. Big time. Anyway, she doesn't know yet. Okay. Oh, nice surprise. Oh, oh. she's going to be home in time. I'm going to be home. I won't. I won't leave oh, until you, the oh, day okay, after. Nice. So when's her birthday? 29th of August. Uh, to August I'm going to leave for two, like the next two days. So Very I'm normally nice. gone on the. My, my daughter's day Haley's birthday's in August. She's August the 10th. Wonderful. Yeah, but is she a Leo? What do, do you, mate, you I don't care? Do that rubbish. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Rubbish. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Talk to you next week. Everything about tech you never wanted to know. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech.